Hello, and welcome to this very special bonus episode of the Book Wars Pod. I'm we're Chris. Doomed. Uh, see, it's we were in a groove, and then I forgot that I'm supposed to pause after that for the sound drop. I was so sure we were going to have an air horn, but no. I, I was waiting for I was going to start doing the air horn myself, but verbally. That always works no, well. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. <laughs> welcome to another episode of the Shit Post Pod. <laughs> You've heard every member of our esteemed team, uh, <laughs> Kate, Rana, Kristen, and Miranda. Uh, Chris, I am Chris. Famously. <laughs> right, I was famously. Like, every, every esteemed member of our team and me. Famously, white men never talk on our pod. <laughs> True. I, I, will, I will just state for the record that I said nothing about bringing us in. And y'all were like, who wants to bring <laughs> us in? And then if nobody wants to do it, we'll make Chris do it. So. Yeah. Do it. That's how we do it. <laughs> Great. Oh, I missed you guys. This is actually. Oh, I just realized I I'm not even all. in the fucking um. Yeah. Recording shit. I was. I don't know what happened. I thought you knew that. Yo, yourself right out there. Like, I don't want to look at any of these people. Oh. Well, God damn it, Chris. Sorry, I fixed it. <laughs> I, 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 it kicked me out. I don't know why. How did you not see that your face wasn't on the screen? You're not because I wasn't looking at the screen. At I was yourself? looking at the outline. Mm. Must be What's nice to not be a narcissist. Can't relate. Like? <laughs> Anywho. Um, anyway, today we are talking about Tales of the Jedi. Um, this was the series of six animated shorts that came out last year. Uh, fall. Sometime I was like last year, and I'm like, oh, it's January. It is. In fact I think January. I saw that it came out in November. I didn't even know it came out until Kate said we were gonna talk about it, and I was like, the fuck is that? Yeah. Um, but I think I saw it came November? out at the end of November huh. or maybe I... end of October. One of the two. I think I'm looking. I don't know. I was in. A, oh yeah, end of October. Abyss of dead brain. So huh. I couldn't tell you. I was wrong. Maybe it was supposed to come out in August and got the. Ah, who the fuck knows? Um, <laughs> Good. Or maybe I just completely made that up. Also reasonable. Um, but before we get started. Um, what are we all drinking? Got green tea because I'm trying not to fall the fuck asleep. I'm drinking mint tea. What I also what have brand green tea because I wasn't really feeling it tonight. What brand is yours? Cedar household. This From is whom? Tea Spot, which is oh, older, that's cute. Area local. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I can't remember. Chris, do you remember exactly they call their green tea? Because it's something cute. I can't remember what it is. It's something related to Boulder. I'll look it up. I think it's called Boulder Blues. I think you're right. Oh. Um, I think they put some blue cornflour or something in there. Anyway. That's so cute. They're adorable. My stash peppermint. But stash is local, even though it's everywhere also. <laughs> Miranda, you're drinking beer. What are you drinking? I have what's left of an export lager by Freem. Our friends, Frame Brewers, Brewing. Let me have a frame, 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 frame. Surgeon General, don't drink if you're pregnant. <laughs> I don't know what their official business title is, but it's Frame. They're on Hood River. They have good beer. Great. 
I'm just going to dive in I'm, here. I will not be having another beer after I finish this. <laughs> Just going to dive in here and say that Kate was right. It is Boulder Blues from the T-Spot. Oh, wait. Say I'm right again. It's so good to hear. I said I thought you were right (laughs) in the first place. Rana, what are you drinking? That looks tasty. It is. This is... um, So I keep wanting to call... uh, This is going to make me sound like such an asshole. It's called Sour Rita. It's a beer by Crooked Steve. However... I, because I had my trip to Norway right before my life went to shit, um, they have these old, th- like, not thousand, 800-year-old wooden churches called stavas, spelled the same way. So I keep saying, it's a crooked stava, but it's not a stava because that's not a thing. It's a crooked stave. I've never heard of that brewery before. It's a sour ale brewed with lime, salt, and orange zest. It has a super cute, like, deserty vibe can. Um not that much to say it tells you to pack it in and enjoy it on a mountain and pack out so like normal i did not follow instructions it is 4.5 percent alcohol and has really cute desert designs also you can tell that they just use their normal like rosé beer can and then they just put the sticker over it even though it's not a rosé beer you can... I... oh, my <laughs> oh my god that's hilarious <laughs> and I'm, I'm all for not wasting so good for them they that's they true. sure did pack in and pack out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was gonna say I love I love crooked saves because I'm basic and I love their um, they have good sours. Rose sour yeah they have really yeah. good sours yeah the I've rose taken sour the rose really sour good. hiking before not knowing that was an instruction so well there you go this is honestly delicious well maybe it's not really the instruction the on the rose sour maybe that one's supposed to be savored on a, pa- sure on a it's for patio for basic bitches who stay home exactly <laughs> me as I said oh nice <laughs> Christ um Keeks where's your tea from. She fucking said. Did she? Said I it. missed it. Dash. You weren't playing attention. Oh, okay. Gotcha. It's okay. You Good were talk. looking up. You were looking up to tell Kate she was right. It's fine. <laughs> I was. It's true. It's critical. Critical task. Mm. Pod sponsored activity. <laughs> All right. Well, before we dive in, uh, a reminder slash note that for this bonus episode, we are still highlighting the hashtag Books Save Lives campaign at We Need Diverse Books which uh, you can find at diversebooks.org slash programs slash books save lives. Um, and the campaign employs a three-pronged strategy to directly address book bans and champion champion diverse titles. They raise awareness, provide resources, and create positive change, all while supporting the educators, authors, and children most affected by the bans. So if you have the ability to do so, we encourage you to support the Book Save Lives campaign. That was lovely. I'm here to add value to this podcast. Oh, always. Um, should we talk about like child abuse? That was this entire <laughs> series of things. Pure child in the Star Wars tradition, just pure fucking child abuse. Um, Isn't all right. This, so, wasn't this supposed to be for children? Um, Who do you think's getting abused in child abuse? Like so <laughs> relevant for children. God, fuck J.K. Rowling, but I mean, we all read Harry Potter, and like looking back at it as adult, I was like that whole just child abuse all over the place. I'm just like, what the fuck is this? Child abuse and like racism and anti-Semitism all over the fucking place. She just vomited bad things. Anyway, um, okay, so <laughs> um, this is not unfortunately junk on J.K. Rowling pod. That's for another time. So everything is junk on. Yo, but junk did you guys on. see I've that had they had one to sip shut of off. beer. Well done. 
Did you guys see, though, that they had to shut off early reviews on Steam for the fucking Harry Potter game because it was getting review bombed by trans rights activists? <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good. Fuckers. All right. How do we not have a sound drop of of that? Oh, never of mind. What? what? Never mind. <laughs> Don't listen to me. I have problems. Of what she says. All right. Um, anyway. <laughs> uh, when and where are we? We're in the Who Clone Wars. Like <laughs> we are before <laughs> and during and after the Clone Wars. Yes. But as 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 often happens with our boy Dave. <laughs> um, <laughs> Good old buddy Dave. Yes. Um, yeah. So we've got. Um, does that? No. Yeah. The first. No. The first Dooku one. It's already. It's already in in the Clone Wars, right? No. The first Dooku one's well before the Clone Wars. It's. I can do math. Qui Gon as a Padawan. Yeah. I can do math. I'm so good at math. <laughs> I'm not gonna. Yeah, right. Because Phantom Menace happened. Holy fucking shit! Wow. All right. And Attack of the Clones. You skipped over Miranda's entire Gay Awakening. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Chris and I are fucking fired. We're doing good. Um. So there's that. Ahsoka obviously takes place before the Clone Wars, because she's not yet Anakin's sidekick or whatever the fuck. She's George literally an infant. She is literally an infant. She's a. It's a baby. That's true. Um, oh, Babby. But yeah, no, we go right up to Order 66 and probably like, I don't know, a year-ish after. And this is, you know, like I like we said, good, just good fun times for everyone. Um, Chris, did you write the Who Is This For question? Yes, I did. Um, and I, I don't... I don't always love asking this question when it comes to Star Wars because it gets very contentious because like you know you have the old guard fans who get really mad that shit is not for them anymore even though they're not 10 years old anymore and so they have different reactions to things but like it's good. It's good, good, good stuff in white people. Go one on. thing that like struck me when i was watching it is that like and and i i say this a little bit below but like for me it was just kind of fine and so like which is which is fine i you know everything in star wars doesn't need to be for me to that aspect so i'm i'm wanted to have a discussion about what who is this for like what do we think was the intended audience for this or it was there even one okay well really quick sorry i literally wrote who is this for in the outline because i was trying to get at that like is this a children's show (laughs) (laughs) i wanted someone to answer that question but also um, i also want someone to answer that question did you know so, yes. Chris's question? We're all fired. Yeah, <laughs> My shit, sorry, take geeks. on this is Oh, that... it's fine. I put it on there because I wanted people to fill in stuff underneath and like thought it would spawn discussion, which it did. Producing, it happens here. <laughs> I feel like Disney <laughs> is really enjoying here. this like time period between mm-hmm. like Clone Wars, uh, after Revenge of the Sith, like that sort of I guess I'm also totally making up I have no idea what timeline the Ahsoka show is going to be in because obviously we know Rosario Dawson and her transphobia I haven't paid that much attention to it but I assumed for some reason that it would be like five or ten years after where this left off maybe overlapping but um it just seems like they're doing a lot of content like Bad Batch season two comes out soon um and so I don't know. I feel like they're doing a lot in this this timeline right now. But maybe I'm making that up to make things make sense to my brain. I mean, you say you say Disney seems to like this period. I think Dave likes this period. I was yes, say, Dave <laughs> likes this period. That's correct. I was gonna say when you have motherfucking Dave Filoni running all of the, um, you know, 
Disney Plus for, you know, quote unquote television projects. He's going to have a Dave time. And so he, <laughs> he's just here just being like, slap Ahsoka all over the place. Um, you know, just like put Ahsoka on all the things. This is the Ahsoka extended universe. Like this is basically what's happening here. Um, I believe the the live action Ahsoka show is taking place um, maybe a little bit before, but like right after the epilogue for Rebels. Um, so we don't know when that was, though. Yes. Well, it wasn't during the Clone Wars. Yes. My point. <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not getting this. I'm not getting the time of the Clone Wars time where timeline completely wrong. Am I? No, 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 no. You're correct. I misunderstood what you were saying. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, no, but like we're just, I, I, I was, I was really struggling to not just like bust out laughing while we were while you were doing the intro because I saw that you had written underneath <laughs> who is the show for number one Dave. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, and and I say this with, you know, I don't hate Dave Filoni as Dave. Dave Filoni is very polarizing. You either love him or you hate him, and I neither i think that he is not correctly rated by most of the fandom he is either overrated or underrated like he's fine he's got some bangers he's got some shit like (laughs) he is largely responsible for the survival of star wars between the end of the prequel trilogy and the disney sale he also really likes to see his ideas on screen in their purest form <laughs> um he has a hat. Yeah, he uh, famously he has a hat. Likes so- wolves. That's where Ahsoka lives. Um so like I don't know, p- like part of me just really thinks that this was just a passion project for him, which Okay. What 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 isn't a passion project for him at this fucking point? <laughs> like he Tell you he, what isn't Star Wars Resistance. I was going to say he gave that. <laughs> he gave that to um Athena Portillo, Portillo, like correct me if I'm wrong, and 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 then he and then he whacked it after two seasons, and she ain't done nothing since. And I'm like, can we, can we get this girl like something interesting to do? Like, fuck me. She's producing Bad Batch. Okay, fair enough, but like, still, like, it's not her. That's it's still not her project. It's Dave's fucking project. That's true. I don't believe that she is involved with the creative. That's, that's for what it, I'm saying for the most part. Like, yeah, I mean, like at this point, like who the fuck is involved with the fucking creative ex- besides? Filoni and Favreau sometimes. Dave's was that a was that an actual question? We made along the way. Ish. Uh, I mean, y- you know, there's there's Filoni's people who are in charge of Bad Batch. There's Jennifer Corbett, who's the head writer. There's Brad Rao, who's the showrunner. And like, and 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 I, you know, we talked about Bad Batch several episodes ago, and I like Bad Batch um, more than I expected to, frankly. So you know, no disrespect to them, but yeah, I mean, Dave has his wing of star wars that he has carved out for himself and his domain is not touched like anything with ahsoka they have to go through him which is fine it's not great it's not awful it's better in animation than it is in live action (laughs) it's it's not fine we'll get to this it's not fine though because it does everything have to go through dave yes and then sometimes he decides well, it went through me, but I didn't make it, so I'm going to pretend it doesn't exist. <laughs> so. Yeah, that was so weird. Also, it definitely just, I think, kind of stunts storytelling mm-hmm. at times if everything has to go through him. Like, 
I think that's true of all storytelling when it oh, all yeah. goes through one vessel. But, um, you know, at some point I do think it hinders the creativity of the show. Well, oh, all the shows and the content. Oh, absolutely. We've never, because we've never seen that problem in Star Wars before. <laughs> never. Never. Especially because Star Wars has a fucking diversity problem. So, you know, it's just mm-hmm. like... Everything Dang. was really good when it had to pass through Schmord Schmookas. <laughs> Slower and with your mouth open. Um, good. Um, the other thing about this is like I don't necessarily know that if you if you haven't watched the Clone Wars, I don't know that you get half of half literally half of of. Tales of the Jedi. Because, oh, completely agree. Because half of it is about Ahsoka, and like I love. I mean, the Ahsoka bits are basically just like Clone Wars missing scenes. Um, so if you don't, if you have never watched this and you don't know what this is, you're showing up and you're just like, "Hi, a baby." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, I yeah, feel I think like that's it's a the equivalent. It's the equivalent of like starting the Clone Wars show without having seen the movie. Because I, I did that, and I was so fucking confused. <laughs> Just like, oh. here's this baby. Because I had a baby, too. <laughs> yes, correct. Also, or just starting Clone Wars because that bitch was out of order. Also, yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I have seen Clone Wars, but it's something that I've never paid any attention to. I remember like what happens in the last season because that's so much more recent. But... um. It's something that I like, even the first time, the only time, honestly, I've ever seen it was like having it on in the background, like while cleaning was like the only way I could get into it. Um, And then I wouldn't really call that getting into it. So um, I will say like, I didn't feel like I had lost anything by having a very fuzzy recollection of Clone Wars. Like I I know eventually I need to go back and rewatch it, but I just don't. Um, (laughs) But I can't imagine like there are probably great things that I did not really notice because I was like, oh, I saw Clone Wars like seven years ago in the background while I cleaned my room so I mean also also, yeah and also you know I think a lot of what we know about Ahsoka like she makes those appearances and whatever Mando bullshit but like it's Clone Wars and this YA book which again it looks like we will get into Uh, and like Dooku it's like the movie and the audio drama, and like we as people, I don't know about you, Rana, because we did the audio drama a long time ago. But like, you know, I feel like we're gonna be more familiar with it than your average person who's like on Disney Plus. Like, oh, look, a Star War. Let's watch it. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Kate, what were you gonna say? Um. To be fair, I was just going to say, to be fair, The Clone Wars is also hard to get into because it's not fucking good for two and a half goddamn seasons. That's so really true. Yeah, thank you for saying that. I yeah, thought it's I was biased. Straight not good for two and a half seasons. Um, so, you know, Kristen is holding a light up for <laughs> which is delightful. It's a lamp. <laughs> An adorable lamp. Um, <laughs> so, all right. Who I actually have a, I have, I have a quick question uh, with regards to this. What? Clone Wars section of the conversation do you think this is a good entry point into ahsoka for people who only know her from mando fuck no no fuck no (laughs) (laughs) 
I just I don't think there's like enough of her in this for it to be a good entry point. It's, yeah, it's you don't get enough heavy. information on her personality. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Barb, go ahead. It's very. I feel. I felt like this was very Dooku heavy. But I think that's because all of his episodes were like in a row. Yeah. Ish. Also, yes, yes, and like, I don't know. I think like to. Um, Rana's point that we don't really find out much, a lot of new information about Ahsoka, and we'll talk. Um, we'll, we'll also talk about this um, a little later in the episode. But um, yeah, I, f- I do feel like we learn quite a bit about Dooku and his journey, and also like how the Jedi got to the point that he just let Sidious run around screeching and being a vampire, <laughs> like absolutely unimpeded for years. So you know, <laughs> I. I do think we get more like just like just on the surface at least like just like good lore information or what have you about yeah. things. Again, I, I feel I, like I, anything. Sorry. No, I was just gonna say it's a terrible, but it's a terrible intro- introduction to Soka because you're like, what the fuck is happening? There's a giant saber tooth tiger, saber tooth space tiger, and anyway, burp. Yeah, like that whole episode. It's it's very much like. Oh, it's Ahsoka as a baby. You know, like it's you have to know who Ahsoka is to appreciate anything. Like you have to again, we will get into it, I'm sure, but like you have to know about what she did after the, you know, Order sixty six and when she was in hiding and it's just so like not- we what is this? Not to give Dave Filoni even more airtime here, but like, I feel like everything he creates is stuff where you have to be, he just assumes people are as plugged into the canon as he is. Like, even in terms of like Book of Boba, like every time they're like these little things that it's kind of like, we won't give you a lot of information. We'll just assume. And if you don't know, someone on the internet will tell you what episodes to watch. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I just feel like he always assumes that all fans have the same level, and then you see people on Twitter being like, who the fuck is this? I don't know what this, what's happening. Why is this thing happening? Um, yeah, I don't know that it's the most accurate assumption, but it just seems like a trend in all of the recent stuff. And, I like, mean- reflects back to what you said earlier. Well, whoever made the point earlier about, like, <laughs> Rana being a hardcore hardcore star wars fan and still being like i don't know the clone wars whatever (laughs) like like i am a huge clone wars fan and i'm always like chris can you explain that to me i don't understand what happened i know it's like a reference to something i'm supposed to know and i do that every single time anything is like on kate were you gonna oh no i was just just, like runs on fan service at this point just like the adoration of people being like the little DiCaprio meme where he's just pointing at the TV, like he's like that's that's what it is. That's just that's just what he does. That's which um, as we as we've discussed when we've been discussing just like the various shows that he's been helping to create and run and produce, like it it leads to clunky ass storytelling, which is why it was so like like we were talking about um the Obi Wan show and how Deb Chow had his fan service in there, but it was like so smoothly integrated because it wasn't just like jumping up and down, waving its arms, being like, look, I'm a reference! Um, so, you know. I would argue that it, he doesn't do fan service, he does Dave service. Bro, like, that's so true. Like, Favreau does fan service. Like, Favreau works in, like, remember this toy you used to have? Here it is in live action. 
but like and like you know and and he has his own very specific group of fans that he really caters to not that those are the only people who like his stuff like but that is how he sees himself and that is how he puts stuff in there i don't feel like dave gives a shit what the fans want and 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 i feel like you know and and this is and that's and that's good and bad because it's good because you shouldn't care about what fans want in my opinion if you're a creative person like you should tell your story and tell it as well as you can and the fans will like it or they won't and everyone moves on and i think the best creative stories are told like that but it's also he's so empowered to control his own universe that it does get very self-referential so it does get very like Dave really likes this absolute like tiny cameo by a character you've never seen before and suddenly they're there again. Like see, Dave likes to cater to Dave fans. Like that's his that's his entire his entire universe. He's like if you get it, you get it, and if you don't, fuck you. So Shall we move on from talking about the hat man? I'm just not convinced Dave actually knows what the fans care about. Of course he doesn't. I don't think Dave's ever been online in his life. Otherwise, he wouldn't have put the Mortis <laughs> gods in he Rebels. He definitely has a burner. There's no way he doesn't have a burner. Just for, like, the satisfaction of seeing one person get it. I th- I, no, you know what? Okay. I feel like he has one intern whose entire job it is to look at social media and show him the posts. That are just, oh, like, yeah, and, like, genius. print it out for yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like Larry King-style Twitter. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dave reads Dave tweets. Um... <laughs> Um, other other people. This is for trauma gluttons. <laughs> who's me? And thanks, Rana, for people who like child abuse. Also, me. <laughs> Sorry, Kate. I mean, am I wrong? You're you're not. But it's it's funny because you're not. <laughs> um. All right. Do I want to like dive into the Ahsoka episodes a little bit more? Um. I just have I have one note on the Ahsoka episodes, which I find it extremely hilarious that for this series they chose to put them in chronological order, even though that breaks up Ahsoka's part into like one episode at the beginning and two at the end. This is what I mean. Dave is fucking with us. Dave is absolutely <laughs> fucking with us. Yeah, that one I absolutely believe Dave is fucking with us, hundred percent. Fucking dickhead, just absolutely fucking with us. Um, Star Wars is famously not huge on. You know, chronological order. It's 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 true. Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck. It's accurate. You know, I I will say the most the, the the most shocking thing about the Ahsoka episodes is that he didn't find a way to just shoehorn Plo Koon into there. <laughs> Yo, truly. Because <laughs> he loves Saturn Jedi so much. God fucking damn it. Um, hang on. I'm like. What is happening in the notes in this first part? Um, <laughs> whoop, burp, that was you, me. I, Sorry. I, oh, okay. <laughs> I had I had the follow up. Yes, but Rana has a great point. <laughs> so I'm watching this episode, and I'm like, I'm always here for like any type of fake culture in Star Wars. Like, I mean, not all the fake cultures. Sometimes it's real racist, but I'm like, oh, okay, like, oh look, they have coming of age things, or like introducing her to her her culture oh i like that she's a baby yeah but i mean like you know like okay she's old enough to go out with her mom like to learn about the world right like she's she's not gonna protect herself but it's like baby's gotta learn 
if you're not gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna die, you're gonna learn. Um, and I I liked that. I was like, oh look, she thanks the animal before she kills it. This is so good. And then um, she hears the tiger. And her baby is just like sitting there in a field. She doesn't think like, oh, my baby's staring at something. And, and now maybe I was thinking when the mom's like flipping all around, I'm like, maybe that's why she couldn't have the baby tied to her. because She's like rolling on the ground. She's want to crush it. But I don't know. It just seems like a weird choice. Like in the like, at least hide it under like the dead body of the animal or something like, I don't know, just leaving a baby in a field. is this like giant thing is coming. It was weird. And then, of course, oh, no, who could have predicted the tiger sees the baby like it just it her, was her, a strange choice to me her coming of age was actually just being bait for her mom's hunting <laughs> exactly yeah yeah her coming of they, age was it turns out her stolen. species has a lot of kids she got stolen by the tiger which the i mean was cool i thought big. they were sorry no go i thought they were going with like a romulus and remus like okay now she's going to be raised by this tiger for a couple like for like a year before the jedi find her or something but um, and actually, you know, I will say, good on Star Wars for not just killing everyone related to her. Um, I appreciated that at least. Yeah, I, I absolutely thought her mother was going to die. Yeah, we. She's not allowed to have a mom. She's a character in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. All I was gonna say is that the Tano family are big proponents of free range parenting. <laughs> Does anybody remember that like fucking bizarre like? backlash against helicopter parents where there was these fucking hippies who were like we're free range parents and i'm like no that's just called fucking parenting yeah free range is for chickens it's for eggs <laughs> i know right I was, well, that's exactly what i was thinking i just remember reading back when we lived in dc this fucking wapo like story about this couple in maryland who got like fucking charged with child abuse for letting their kids walk home from the park alone my mom and I were just talking about this when I was at home because when I would go live at my grandparents sometimes, they would literally just let us all like go off into the woods. They would put plastic bags around our feet if it was winter, and, like around our shoes. So we would have waterproof shoes because it was snowy. And then we would go off into the woods and sometimes we'd come back for hot chocolate and soup for lunch. And then sometimes we wouldn't. And then we'd just come back eventually. And like nowadays, if you do that, you go to like you're getting your kids taken away. Yeah, <laughs> I was, walked it was into the woods in my youth. It was fun. This is why Kate is afraid of trees. (laughs) Yes. No, honestly, my grandpa was definitely one of those people who was like, it was summer vacation. He's like, I don't want to deal with you. Lock me out of the house until dinner time. Like, go play with the neighbor kids or, you know, run in the street. I don't give a shit. (laughs) Just don't don't talk to me. (laughs) Which, like, you know, he was real old. And as I get older, I really do get it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also, just a side note for... Um, Keeks was texting me all- earlier today while she was watching these and just being like, just her dad being super dad. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> it's just adorable. <laughs> um, oh, see, I was irritated by that. Uh, I was like, don't tell the mom that she can't take the baby out. Ooh, she shouldn't have taken the baby out. I don't even know if like, wasn't they wrong. use a binary for genders on this. And I'm like, no, you're sexist. You can't say that to the mom. Maybe oh, I I'm- need to go do more therapy. <laughs> <laughs> don't we all? Don't we all? Um, no, I, I meant more like at the, towards towards the beginning when she's born. He's just like running around telling neighbors, and it's like, oh yeah, that was four really in cute. the morning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I, and like, the village elder is just like, ah, there he goes again, just screaming at four in the morning, <laughs> <laughs> which is fucking amazing. Um, all right, Chris, you want to complain? Go. It's it's it's. You want to complain? Go. Oh Jesus! It's less a complaint. It's more like complain. 
I don't I don't think these stories added anything to her character that we didn't already know. And so like that's you know like what I'm always asking with any new Star Wars like what does this add? Like what does this add to the canon outside of being like a fun little anecdote? We don't know if she knew how to so, ride a tiger. That's true. <laughs> more, can I ask a sorry, go ahead, Kate. Oh, I was gonna say the answer's more Ahsoka content for Dave, but go ahead, Ron. Did we have like because again I haven't read as many books as you all have, how much understanding of I don't even know how to say it, Togruta um mm-hmm. culture did we have? Like, cause sometimes I will say one thing I've liked about the new stuff of the last couple years is that like they at least acknowledge that people come from different cultures and planets and I don't know. I always like culture building in star wars sometimes it's done in annoying ways and other times i'm like i just feel like it adds a lot of depth for me because then when i eventually force myself like i said earlier to rewatch clone wars i'm now gonna have that in my head and i'm gonna be like oh how did the way that she learned these values growing up like influence her choices i know a lot of people white people um don't care about that but to me i felt that was the one thing i thought added was like any sort of introduction to a culture yeah, yeah. I, I I totally agree with that. Um, we we had we have we ha- we have next to nothing about Togruta to to culture. Um, besides the Clone Wars episodes where they were trying to enslave them because Star Wars. So right, yeah, no. Um, I'll pick up on this in a second, but Burb, I think you wanted to say something. Oh yeah, no, it's just, and I, I think it's part of like we have so little Togruta culture. Um, you know, so that we got anything in this was good, especially because. I super thought that the first episode was going to end with the Jedi stealing her from her family. So, yay. At least we didn't have to get traumatized by that, even yeah. though she sure did. It was, yeah, no, it's definitely interesting that, like, they, there are a lot of, like, cultures that seem to have an antagonistic relationship with the Jedi because they are kind of baby snatching, but it was interesting to see one that was just like, no, this is fine, go do your laser sword thing um she is jedi yes um what i was gonna say like kristen like towards towards your towards your point of like what what do we get out of this um and also towards ron's point i feel like what we get out of this is less about ahsoka and more about what's surrounding ahsoka so yes um learning about um shili and her people um yes to learning more about anakin and his uh methods (laughs) methods <laughs> as a teacher <laughs> fuck um you know and more about like what the early rebellion was like and like what um what it was like basically um trying to like fail like putting this together um in the aftermath of padme's death because they were they had been working like during the like before the end of the clone wars really closely on you know what if Palpatine just decides to take like to unilaterally take power um him just kind of like picking up the pieces um for a lot of reasons but also like kind of in honor of his dead friend um I think I I think those are those are the things that we that we get as opposed to what do we it's it's not so much for me what do we learn about Ahsoka but what what do we learn about Star Wars that's fair I accept that also (laughs) Anakin and his fucking teach, teaching method. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a blaster. <laughs> I just... That's my favorite one, first of all, because... No, it's mine too, obviously, but... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> they're married. Ew. Um, no, I mean... I, they're married. My, it's my favorite because I think child abuse is funny because there's something wrong with me, and it's Chris's favorite. We know what it is that's wrong with you, Kate. <laughs> 
Not to put you on blast, but like that sentence alone tells us a lot. <laughs> Great. Um, just gonna keel over. And you know, Chris is a fan of feral raccoons, so you know, match match made in heaven. Indeed. <laughs> I mean, that is my favorite one, though, because also, because, like, you know, I think Charlie Hughes is funny, and then you get to the end, and you're like, oh, that's the most fucked up thing I've ever seen you put together, David. <laughs> so, you know. I don't know if something is wrong with me. I didn't think it was that fucked up. I guess something is, ha- like, maybe I have problems, <laughs> but, like, I was like, oh, okay, this is I cute. Mean, like, it made, I, like, I yay. thought it was, it made sense. Like, it was still a little fucked, I thought. It's like, Anakin... Like I like you want to make her the best and like, yeah, that training seems really stupid. It for me but, the fucked upness comes from the fact that she probably got about twelve concussions. Yeah, I was wondering like the first time she woke up I was like, is she an hour? Like your brain's done. <laughs> <laughs> you you need to see someone now. Is she gonna be sore from all of this? What we actually learned about Takuta is that they have very hard heads. <laughs> Maybe they have a defense mechanism where they just pass out at the slightest sign of like brain trauma, and then it's not as bad as in humans, where if you're knocked out for more than like a minute or two, maybe you'd need to go to the hospital. They're just fainting goats. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my god, fainting <laughs> I'm you're upsetting. Oh my god. Um la la la. Um one thing I will also say, because I said we would talk about this. Um, the thing the one the thing that annoyed me about the Ahsoka bits is that that last episode where it basically is a loose retelling of the the um, Ahsoka novel by E.K. Johnson, and also it's not because he just decided, oh look, you wrote this book, fuck you, I'm just gonna do whatever, and also get rid of black people and lesbians and replace them with white people who are boring. Yeah, was that supposed to be, like, the other lesbian child? Mm-hmm. I was very confused by that. I was like, oh, oh, gay, gay. Look, yeah. Stand in of white people. Yeah. yeah, it was just, and this is, like, kind of what I was alluding to earlier when I was like, Dave likes to see his artistic vision on screen, like, purely his vision. Because, like, the Ahsoka story is, like, E.K. Johnston got that from Dave, like, and she's, and she's talked about that and like collaborating or not collaborating, but working with him on like building out some of that story and those aspects for the Ahsoka book. Um, it was just bizarrely needless to like, cause like nothing was changed except for the character. And it's just like, Dave clearly had a vision in his head of one thing and he was unable to get his head around it. Um, and he was like, you know, I want to tell this story because, you know, the book came out a while ago and a lot of people haven't read it. And I think this is an important formative story for Ahsoka. Fine. You know, I don't love book to screen adaptations. I feel like I've talked about in the past, but fine, whatever. It's a short, it's a choice. But like, just the inability, just like, and this is where I think, you know, we've talked about how somebody needs to learn to say no. Like, this to me is somewhere where it's like, hey, why are we doing this? Or, like, not even say no, but ask why we're doing this. Like In this manner. In this, yeah, no, sorry. By doing this, I mean replacing the Larte sisters with, like, boring white people. And, like, 
it was just bizarrely needless. Like it's like those like cheap knockoffs where like they don't have the rights to something. And so they're like trying to get really close to it without actually copying it. Like it felt like that at times. It's like, it was, it was just, I don't know. It, it was a very weird experience to watch for sure. It was like, fuck lesbians. I need hillbillies. <laughs> this is what happened there. It's pretty strange. That's the white people way. Mm hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, he's, he's done this before. He did it. He did it in season seven of the Clone Wars or Confrontation with Maul. He did it at the, uh, the first scene of the first season of Bad Batch where he just changed Kanan, how Kanan came to like, you know, witnesses like Deba, like being killed by the clones and stuff like that, which is, listen, everyone knows on Kanan stand because I have problems and whatever, but like, I don't know. It's just like, it was, it's just like, it's just like such like a really intense moment in the comics and it's just like really i think well captured in comic form and he was just like no also i'm gonna make kanan look really fucking white yeah i mean and, and you know white kanan is with with this ahsoka stuff a pattern of behavior and completely indefensible the like the changes in between the comics and the on-screen media, and this is also something we've talked about in the past, those don't bother me quite as much only because, like, from a storytelling perspective, like, to me, it's almost like these are stories being told from two different perspectives. And, like, one of them is, like, a memory from Ahsoka remembering her fight with Maul and, like, or a memory from Kanan and remembering Order 66. And those are very traumatic. And so, like, the brain does weird things. They don't necessarily remember things. Chris. But it does. Please leave my other husband alone. (laughs) Um, so from like a in universe perspective, those never bothered me because it makes perfect sense to me that those two accounts of the same events can exist, you know, simultaneously. But I mean, yeah, from a, you know, overruling stories that have been written in the past, it is extremely frustrating. Wait, your memory doesn't turn black people white? Yeah. <laughs> Like, that's a really traumatic thing if that's how it turns your memories. Is it traumatic or is it just racist? <laughs> the second one. Mm. All right. Yeah, I haven't seen Kay Johnston comment on this because she's been off Twitter for a bit. But... Also, uh, good for her. Yeah, I would honestly. imagine that she's probably limited in what she can say. Yes. She's oh, I'm writing sure. more Star Wars books. Absolutely. Should we talk about Dooku? Any last words on Ahsoka? (laughs) (laughs) I love you so much. Um, So, yeah. uh, My biggest takeaway from this is that the Jedi Council sucks, and it has sucked, and they just fucking suck. So, that's uh, that's my two cents. So, Dooku was, like, hanging out as part of the Jedi Order for, like, a lot longer than I thought. They were in, like, the Clone Wars, and he was still doing Jedi shit. Yeah, I was shocked by this. So, Chris, explain the pinkiness of the timeline. Yeah, so this is another one where the timeline is a little weird, but not broken. Like, it is, like, it's not contradictory like it is in Ahsoka for for example or in like the canon comics and the examples that kate gave like because the way i interpret it which is i think has been alluded to by you know background materials and whatnot is that 
the third episode, which is when he's like killing Yaddle and whatnot, is I just said whatnot like five times in the same sentence. What the fuck? Um, what not the fuck? <laughs> I believe the implication there is that he is not in the Jedi Order anymore. He has already left to be Count of Sereno, but he is still friendly with people. Like he is still, you know comes to say hi to check in on what's going on see Qui-Gon to do that why not what like why why would they <laughs> he's like I'm gonna I'm gonna actually go and abandon everything that I know about the Jedi Order and go rule my planet and have a shady friend and also break into the fucking archives to delete whole planets See this? Okay, so I, I I have a I disagree with you and here's why. And here's why. Because the the whole the whole Dooku's entire character arc in this, in Jedi Lost, in the Clone Wars, everything, it reeks of being part of the club. Like there were warning signs that Dooku had issues dating back to being a child. And the Jedi Council at no point had an issue with it because Yoda uh, saw talent in him and decided to train him personally. Fucking Yoda. Because then he, you know, was incredibly talented and very strong with the Force and, you know, made friends with the right people and, you know, was friends with Mace Windu who decided to just be like, oh, it's not really an issue that Dooku's getting vengeful on this mission, who, you know, (laughs) obviously stayed close with Yoda, was highly respected by the people in power. And so it didn't, everybody chose to look the other way because he was part of the club. And it's like kind of the opposite of Anakin, right? Like Anakin was never part of the club. He was always the outsider from being too old to being potentially too powerful and everybody being wary of him to you know, being young and reckless, like, and he never got the chances that he, that Dooku got from Mace Windu and Yoda, for example. And so to me, it makes perfect sense that they would let Dooku come and go as he wanted to, because they're like, yeah, he's Dooku. He's our buddy. You know, like we want to see him again. And you know, he's, he can do no wrong because he has done no wrong because we've never let ourselves see that he has ever done wrong. And so, like, that to me just, like, reeked of old boys club, you know, like, they'll bend the rules if they like you. So, so this is more an observation than anything, but you saying that he's, like, kind of the uh, the opposite of Anakin, the, the result is the same, though, essentially. Yeah, it's, funnily enough, either extreme, the Jedi Council method in the Skywalker, in the prequel era, is bad. Neat. Just honestly, just, just fucking Yoda things. I just the Jedi Council continues to only do good. Yeah, and they and they've chosen like with Anakin, they chose not to nurture him. Everything Anakin achieved was in spite of the the institution of the Jedi. And with Dooku, they chose not to nurture his positive aspects and turn him away from his more neutral and negative aspects. And this is something that I think we really have started to see and we'll see much more of as we read the high Republic is in the high Republic, they're much more nurturing of all your differences. As long as you are doing the right thing. And the right thing is 
essentially not falling victim to the dark to your dark impulses. And it's the opposite in the prequel era where it's gotten much more like political and interpersonal of what you can get away with. I mean, we see that we see that we saw that in Into the Dark where Cormac and was just like doing whatever. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and the fact that they let the the concept of a wayseeker even exists, which does not in the Skywalker era. No, I thought that was neat. Yeah, definitely. Like, th- think of Dooku as like. I feel like Yoda's like, oh, he's just going to be a wayseeker because he chose to ignore all the warning signs about Dooku, and. You know, he would have never let Anakin go be a wayseeker. He would have, if Anakin had left the Jedi Order, he would have been shot if he'd tried to approach that building. <laughs> like, like if Anakin had chosen to be public about marrying Padme, like there would th- there would not have been a discussion. He would have been kicked uh, out. I don't know, man. They were real. Everybody knew about that. That was I the mean, worst. It was the worst Obi-Wan kept did. secret since Ahsoka did. In the what? future, uh, Darth Vader is Anakin Skywalker. Like <laughs> Anakin, Anakin is not a subtle man. But nobody He's outside a- of Anakin's immediate family knew. Like counting Obi Wan, Ahsoka, Rex, as his family for all intents and purposes. Yoda didn't know. Mace Windu didn't know. The Council. Again, outside of Obi-Wan, didn't know. Yoda's out here fucking meditating in a broom closet for 48 (laughs) hours a day. (laughs) Well, exactly, because they didn't, they they chose not to take an interest in Anakin's personal life. I don't, I also don't want to take an interest in Anakin's personal life. (laughs) I don't either, but I don't think the Jedi Council can do like a don't ask, don't tell situation on the fucking chosen one (laughs) and not expect it to turn out poorly. Well, we all know famously it turned out great. Yeah. <laughs> and famously, the council makes amazing decisions about Only everything. good choices. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, that was just my point to contrast, you know, the, the much more accepting, as long as you're moving in the right direction, approach of the higher public versus the much more rigid if you're not one of their favorites. It really reminds me of an old job I had, honestly, where, like, <laughs> you can get away with anything and you can go any direction you want in the company if you make friends with the right people. It's very corporate. So, if they loved Dooku so much, Qui-Gon was his Padawan, turned out entirely unorthodox. Why did they hate him? <laughs> I don't know that anybody outside of Yoda did hate him. Hmm. He wasn't really argue. on the council? He, he would have been if he weren't uh, dead. No, yes. he, he turned it down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was offered a spot on the council in um Master and Apprentice mm. um by Claudia Gray. And 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 he like kind of alluded to the fact that he and Yoda didn't get along. And you know, there's I think there's various reasons for that 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 could have been the case, but I don't think that he was widely disliked. I think that was specifically a Yoda thing. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because Yoda's got a stick up his butt. <laughs> Great thing. A Dagobah stick. Oh. <laughs> Just the swamp stick. All right, this is actually an excellent segue to my next point. Frog's butt. And then I'll shut up because I've been talking for a really long time. I my favorite part of the all these shorts is the confirmation that Yoda is just a weird little fuck who speaks in riddles for no reason. Yaddle talks 
completely normal. <laughs> Yaddle is voiced by Bryce Dallas Howard. Also wild. Yeah, I... Now, don't get me wrong. I want there to be more women directors, and I like that Bryce Dallas Howard has had a chance to be very involved in Star Wars. However, what is the hold that she has over Lucasfilms that she's voicing Yaddle? Like, I don't know. It just seems kind of weird. I'm like going through the IMDb of like who each voice actor is because I'm always like, that person sounds familiar. And so many of them are voice actors who have been in all sorts of other things. And then I'm like, Bryce Dallas Howard? and like don't get me wrong cool but i also feel like we already know there's this we're in this weird time where all these celebrities are doing voice acting for things and not doing a particularly great job of it um yeah i just thought that was real interesting is it because her father made the solo movie like save for lucas films like i don't know it's because he's ron fucking howard yeah (laughs) gonna do it well and to her credit it's because she choice she has worked with Filoni. She has, yeah. And she's done a good job with her directing stuff. I didn't, like, I did think it was kind of weird that Yaddle speaks normally. That was interesting. But, like Chris said, Yoda's just a weird little fuck. <laughs> I mean, like, is she, like, is she a really talented director? Yes, absolutely. And also, give me a fucking break. She wouldn't be here at all if it weren't for her father. So, come the fuck. Nepotism. It, it is, it is everywhere. Yeah, she's definitely, and I, and I and I've I've always I've never been particularly impressed by her as an actor, but like, she's a phenomenal director on The Mandalorian. I'm so glad that they have com- continued to keep her, you know, as part mm-hmm. of it. And yeah, she I, did some great great episodes that very clearly had phenomenal directing. Yes, and I believe that she's coming back for season three as well. And like, she is talented. But that talent came after the opportunity. Yeah, like, like that. Ta- that the the talent did not cause the opportunity. Exactly. Like I just want to be abundantly clear. Like, it, like is she good at her? Is she good at her job in terms of like what she does in Star Wars? Yes, and also, she is a white woman with a famous father. Hashtag Nepo baby. Ew! Don't <laughs> talk, man. What the fuck? You're not online enough. That's been a whole fucking. Yeah, Kate, do you have an issue Twitter with discourse? Nepo Baby as a term? I don't like it. Oh, I love it. I'm no, so. When I read the article, so I was like reading out lines of it to my mom at the table because <laughs> God, if I only had a more successful family, I too could have been a Nepo Baby. But um, I'm not. But yeah, that article was scathing and just phenomenal. I've I've also just like not been very online since we bought a house because. Casuals, yeah. That and they. Put Have you nuggets. talked about buying a house yet on the pod? Wait, yeah. did you guys buy a house? Yes, yes. Oh, yes. I thought we were making fun of Kate there. Oh. <laughs> I I haven't remember. I've been have not been on the pod because <laughs> okay, I've been real depressed. Fuck you, Burb. I don't know what people talked about. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> They're almost done putting magnets on my brain though, so maybe I'll have like ooh any not brain fog. Probably not, but you know whatever. It's mm. fine. Oh, I didn't um, think you had the brain fog in that scenario. Well, we passed around. It's like the it's like the brain cell for orange cats. <laughs> At least you're not alone. <laughs> Hooray! All right. Um, real quick, would y'all want a season two of this? I could take it or leave sure. it. I don't really care. I only watched it because we said we would for the podcast. <laughs> so I really don't care. <laughs> I feel I'm like not invested. 
I really liked Visions, but otherwise, a lot of the animated Star Wars content, I'm just like, not that into Bad Batch. Rebels was fun. I have no desire to rewatch it. Um, sorry, Kate. I know you're internally wondering if I'll ever be allowed in your house again, but like, how dare I just, a lot of the animated content for Star Wars, I did really like Visions, but the rest of it, I'm like, eh, I'm sure a lot of people love it. I'm not going to ask for more. I'm not going to say, no, I'm mad they're making more. I just feel <laughs> pure neutrality. Yeah. I, I, Rana, I think this was your sentence in the outline where you're like, I don't really say no to new content. That's like mm-hmm. how I feel. Like, I am usually of the opinion that more Star Wars is good Star Wars. This didn't do a lot for me. I enjoyed it. And, you know, it's kind of like Book of Boba Fett. I enjoyed it in the moment. And then I stopped thinking about it. And that was better for everyone. Like, if they do a season two, I hope to see them think outside the box a little more. Less Ahsoka of, like, filling in gaps of a, of a life that we already know pretty damn well. More like Dooku, where it's writing a lot of this story for the first time that a lot of people have seen it. Like, let's see Mace Windu, for example. Let's see outside of the Clone Wars some High Republic Jedi. Like, those are things that I would be interested in seeing. Um, So, yeah, you know, I'm not going to be, you know, hashtag make Tales of the Jedi 2 happen, but I'd watch it if it comes out. You say that now, it's going to be, I'll be a Plo Koon. Oh, no. Ten short episodes on Plo Koon. (laughs) Yeah. Jess would love that. (laughs) <laughs> honestly she loves Plo Koon Jess does Jess want to fuck Plo Koon no <laughs> Jess would love are you sure wow. are you sure wow Jess loves a beautiful town friend of the pod <laughs> we love her so much she's not gonna listen to this but we're, we'll tell we're gonna tell her we're talking about her and then she won't she might because be like... she listened to the one where we inappropriate like we misattributed her question and she That's was true. like, you fuckers, how dare you? It's true. So she may, Chris, she may come at you with a knife when she's in town in a couple weeks. I was going to say, we're going to see her in a couple oh, wait, weeks. She's I will ask she'll her, come at you with a kitchen knife from your house. I, I will ask, she'll take our own kitchen knife and come at us. Um, I'll ask her myself if she would fuck Plo Koon. Like, I, I'm fine with that conversation happening. Can you, like, whip out your cell phone and just record that? And just we'll, like, we'll put the yeah, we're going to need this live stream. Of nothing, here's some, some bonus content for our listeners. Would you fuck Plo Koon? <laughs> I'll put it on the Instagram. <laughs> It'll be our shortest pod ever. I most listened to. <laughs> oh god! Oh god! Sorry, Jess. It's fine. Um, God, what was I gonna say? Oh, <laughs> got really distracted about this entire topic. Um, uh, yes, yes, Sarah has been said. Also, like, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of. I like short form animation like this specifically because like I'm the person who's like short stories don't get enough love in favor of the novel sort of sort of thing. Um, and this is my equivalent um, in, in, in this medium. So I so I really like this. What I think would be cool is if they made it a true anthology and every episode was different. You know, it wasn't just like, you know, like a string of episodes about Ahsoka, a string of episodes about Dooku. But like, I would love really, that. idea. That'd be really fun. Yeah. Yeah, just like truly make it an anthology. Agree. Um, Or New Jedi. Yes. Mm -hmm. Whatever. They can do Star Wars new content? Never. We (laughs) just keep new canon. That's what I meant. Whatever. Just pretend it made sense. And we once again hang all our hopes on the Acolyte. Oh my God. (laughs) 
keep fucking that. That's Clone still Wars happening, gigging. right? It is. It's it's filming. Okay. I thought I saw right casting now. news recently. Yeah. Okay. All right. We got one listener question from Diana and uh, the Tashi Station Radio Patreon Slack, um, which was seconded by Drew. <laughs> um, why does Dave hate sharing his toys with other people? What you know? What a great question. <laughs> does he have siblings? I don't know. Does anybody know if he has older siblings? I don't know. Because, like, self-burn here, I'll but he Google absolutely it. strikes me as somebody who has older siblings. Oh, my God. <laughs> I thought I remembered hearing he had a famous brother or something. Um, let's I'm Googling see. this. Uh, to the Googles. Um, he's from Pennsylvania. You His know, father was an why. opera and music fan. This is not helpful for me. It didn't say that's anything about how many siblings he's he like has. This. He, oh, my God. The opera? Yeah, nice. and the Pennsylvania. Uh, he's from Pittsburgh. Uh, oh, fuck I... that. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. Excuse me. It says a suburb of Pittsburgh. That's worse. He... Oh, okay. he's yeah, he age. went to the same high school as Ming-Na, I think. Yes. Oh, and um, the same arts school as Joe Butera of Joe Butera Design. <laughs> oh, really? That's <laughs> <Yeah>. hilarious. <laughs> they didn't know each other. They were like different classes. But yeah, no. Like, You're running the same circles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can't find anything about. Um... Oh, there's one quote, I think. Maybe. I, I'm not watching this video. When I Google it, there's one quote that says, Dave Filoni, you and the team are amazing. And then there's like an ellipsis. And I don't know if it's his quote continued or someone else's saying, as well as my siblings. Hmm. But I don't think that's accurate. Sounds like a very human conversation. Dave's siblings are hats. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> I think that's the last word, honestly. <laughs> yeah. And on that note, thank you all for listening to episode bonus episode 38 of the Book Wars Pod. Um, make sure to stay healthy, uh, continue masking, get your COVID boosters, get a flu shot, all that good stuff. Uh, next week, next episode, we're going to be... Good. <laughs> yeah, don't hold us to any timelines. I haven't recorded since August. We'll see what happens. Next episode, we're going to be starting uh, Star Wars Visions Ronin by Emma Miyako Kandon. Speaking of Star Wars animation... Uh, this is the novel that continues the short from Visions uh, by the studio Kamikaze Doga uh, called The Duel. So definitely check that out. Read along with us. We're going to be reading through chapter 12 for next episode. Meanwhile, if you have the means, uh, please first and foremost donate to the Book Save Lives campaign at We Need Diverse Books. Then, if you do want to support us, donate to the Tosh Station Radio Patreon. Helps cover our hosting and production costs. Please also give us coffee is another great way to support us. Um, and, you know, really all your money, just you can earmark it specifically for Argos, Jasper, Orca, or Tony. So, you know, just, just let us know. Put a comment in there. Uh, our theme song is Whiz Bang by Pottington Bear. Our logo and artwork are by Dave Filoni's uh, beloved classmate, Joby Terra of Joby Terra Design. Uh, and our audio and production are done, as well as some guest analysis by our very own Kristen McDonald. Uh, thank you so much for listening. For Kate, Rana, Miranda, Kristen, I am Chris, and we'll talk to you next time. It's Tony's birthday this week. Happy birthday oh to God, Tony. Four in a week and a half. It's unclear.